Hey everyone, this is Todd. It's the day after we record, so Tucker isn't with me. You're listening to episode 92 of Snidefall. Uh, we do three main things in this one. We start off checking in with Phantasology and where they're at with uh, their blood serum that's creating their MLM cult. Uh, from there we move on to Taint, having discovered that uh, Phantasology is using this blood serum for no good. They uh, run some scans and discover that the, the blood serum is somehow connected to Tucker and Todd. And uh, so we check back in with Tucker and Todd and see how they're doing. Uh, that's the main kind of plot throughout this one. Uh, you can check out some of the jokes and events that we string in between. Uh, that's in all in this episode of Snideful Inside the Writer's Room. Uh, enjoy. goes have you been lifting weights and wearing like a weight vest or something that helps you and i was like yeah Uh, (laughs) rather than admit that i have just been a disgusting goblin for months on end i i yes look at my body i've definitely been lifting weights yeah can't you tell (laughs) can't you tell (laughs) (laughs) i picked up a gym rash (laughs) yeah um so he also over here i got one from all the sex (laughs) yeah right Uh, <laughs> what do you think these weeping sores are? <laughs> <laughs> it's from the dumbbells. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So that's being that's being taken care of now. On on two fronts, I now am actually doing my laundry and changing. And uh, ADHD I'm... makes personal <laughs> chores like that really tough to see through. Oh, it's brutal. And then and also because I've been equipped with so much psych language for like the reason why you're not doing those things, I now I now have I now actually I now Reddit debate lord those voices in my head <laughs> of like, well, actually, the reason that I'm doing those things and especially because I'm doing those things is this is the reason why I need to continue wallowing and ignoring those things. Yep arguments with yourself the convenience of the modern age i i i i jordy i actually yeah i jordy puppets in myself (laughs) (laughs) he's not listening it's okay no um with that should we launch into an actual podcast that's not about us oh yes or is it about us i'm i've been everything's about me everything's about me i haven't actually been wondering i already addressed the thing i wondered last week i think what was that? Refresh my memory. So it was we can about, wonder together. It was about uh, introducing ourselves by our names at the front. But since we do intro and outro at the end, that's when we'll do that. Right. I remember. Um. Yeah. Where would you like to start today? I had a couple of ideas, both of which involved a lab. But the, the difference is where the lab was, because there's definitely a lab at Taint HQ and there's definitely a lab at Fantasology. And I was kind of wondering if we could have like a con- congruent sort of scene where we get hints and peeks at both of them, one where they're creating the serum and one where they're studying a stolen sample of it. I mean, that could be an easy transition. I'm just I just my eyes caught on the words a beaker stare moment. That could be a transition if one team 
uh, yeah, and exactly. one party is looking at one and it yeah just dissolves into the other yeah so which one would you like to start with um did we was there when what was the last time we saw um is Jordy by himself or is he with Alan I think it's Jordy and then lab technicians somehow I it like just like in real life somehow I doubt Alan actually gets involved in anything technical he's he's really busy just like ruining businesses that he takes over instead and Twitter I guess we should make Alan a little more prominent. Maybe he comes by to do a spot check in the same way Basilbub once pawn did for the meta perverse. 5% fatality rate, that's within acceptable parameters. I was just trying to figure out how to fit all three, because I'm, I'm just going through these in order. Start with the science being done at Taint. Use this tra to transition to Tucker and Todd. Or start with Phantasology brewing a fresh batch. of the, That's of the blood stuff, right? Yeah, the I'm just going to take to calling it the serum. Okay, and follow a very brief journey that that batch being delivered into Taint's hands or a split screen of two different labs. Ooh, I yeah, like there's, that. Yeah, there's a lot to play with. with. I am I am still kind of taken by the beaker peak, but yeah, there's lots of ways to play with this. Because the, the, when, you, when, you, when I read script, split screen two different labs, that really, that invokes or evokes or pro, that it that evokes things i'm just gonna start using evoke because when i say evoke i mean all of them I, it omnivokes <laughs> i like omnivoke <laughs> i don't know can, can we, i need to look up if that is a thing because it should be we're gonna we're gonna slap a tm on it evoke nope omnivoke that that belongs to tucker and todd now <laughs> yeah. snide full as, as as soon as Damn. we publish this this is copyrighted so ah ah uh, that's our thing now. Omnivoke. I really like it. Um, yeah, me so too. It, it omnivoke. I never know which one of those to use either. <laughs> right. <laughs> they all um, just mean the same thing. Sort of. Um, all right. Sorry. I just it's fuck. I hate when it omnivokes. Oh, the split screen. I, I don't know if it's if I'm seeing something in my mind from Breaking Bad. Did they ever do a split screen of two different, like uh, Walt's lab and Gus's lab, or like Jesse's lab and oh. Walt's lab, or something like that, with like a very upbeat? Yeah, I think I think I think they have. <laughs> I believe they have done exactly that kind of thing, and that would be fun to to do a bit of a subversion on. Yeah, but uh. If we if we do match any physical actions, I do think the the beaker look should be the one. I mean, could we do so? Could we do a beaker look to then? So, would if you were going to do them sequentially, would you do taint to phantasology to Tucker and Todd? I would do phantasology to taint because then not only does it technically fit the sort of chronological order of the where the serum ends up because it goes from Phantasology's lab to taints. Oh, who uh, is clutches. Okay, that makes sense. They yeah. intercept it and get their hands on it. Yeah. And then and then taint then goes from there to go and get Tucker and Todd because they've got blood samples and stuff with the serum. Okay. I okay, I actually am digging that. We don't usually do that ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's that's the order of operations that would have occurred and we're kinda just like Skip oh, would you, would, would you like to do something actually really fun then where it's a it's a this is also a Breaking Bad thing, I think, where it's a fixed um, fisheye camera on 
the 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 item itself it's fixed on the serum and then we follow its whole journey as oh. it gets intercepted yeah. and then it's taken from there to tucker and todd's place and then once it gets to tucker and todd so that's all sort of like yeah it's fast. like it's like on a crate it's like the it's like being one of the bullets in the beginning of lord of war yeah 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 you go on a, you get to go all over the world <laughs> yeah until you shoot a child soldier <laughs> They also had what well, that was also. I think that was how that worked. Multiple games have done that, but I, yeah, I do, I do like the fisheye camera. Where um, our perspective is that of a, a shipping crate of some kind that contains the latest batch of serum. We get to be maybe one vial of it, and then we get fitted into a convenient spot in the crate. Then it gets closed, and then we peek out of a hole in the crate. Yeah. All while cool music plays. Yeah, like the the lid doesn't get on put on quite right or something like that yeah so we've got like some kind of peep view i mean it's the it's the milk crate from toy story so you can see through the gaps that'll work <laughs> um yeah okay i like that is actually doing the follow the follow the bullet i yeah. think that was it's also a, a i think it's a hip-hop video of a song it might be like a tupac song or something like that where it like or a nas song i think it's a nas song where it follows a dollar a dollar bill through its whole journey of like yeah the journey a dollar makes or whatever through drug dealers and gangsters hands and into the hands of normal people who then get held up by drug dealers and gangsters <laughs> you would have thought that it would be easier to find a, a gif of the lord of war bullet scene but no they're nope it's not as ubiquitous as you thought yeah i guess not but it's so cool. You go right, you go from the production line, then you get shipped out, and then you get put in some uh, some AK forty seven, and then you get you get sold to a warlord. Yeah, and then you shoot a child soldier. <laughs> it is the circle of life for a bullet. And then you get uh, extracted by. Well, I guess I guess a, a child soldier wouldn't go to. I was going to do a, a CSI. Um, oh, all the way to the like... conclusion. I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure that uh, if we got to see the the real logical conclusion of that, we'd have been tossed in a ditch. Yeah, I was gonna say, you how... would see, see some dirt thrown on top, maybe. Yeah, some leaves dragged over. Warlord, I mean, if if you're gonna hang out with child soldiers, you're already not gonna treat them well. Uh, a, a bush, a bush meat vendor discovering the body and then like looking left and right mischievously. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then tourists passing by and buying little this, kebabs. <laughs> this is getting really dark. <laughs> All right, so we we do the follow the bullet with a a vial of the serum and some some other samples of note, including perhaps. In fact, that's probably why this new batch is being made is because there's it's known that there are a couple of immunities that they're they're failing to penetrate, which means that it'll include a sample of Tucker and Todd's blood. So before before we follow the uh, the vial from Phantasology to taint them before it goes into the the vials POV or whatever, do we have a scene involving Jordy and some sort of puppeteers thing? Do you do you have an idea for that? Well, I, I mean, it could be very brief of just like fading into entering the room, peeking over his shoulder as he's like sipping a glass of his puppeteers. And uh, at this point, is he already kind of like sour about not getting enough attention from Alan? 
Is he feeling vengeful? Was that a thing that we were working in? Uh, I don't know about vengeful, but kind spiteful. of bitter. Yeah. Spiteful, yes. I think I think it is the pressure of it is starting to grind down upon him. So he could be doing one of those his, like grum- his, insecure, his love. grumbling to himself about his unrequited love. Oh, he oh maybe he's not even that, but he could be doing uh he loves me, he loves me not thing. With whiskey? That is gonna go badly. This poor fellow. <laughs> he's just got shots lined up. <laughs> yeah, it uh it ends on whichever one he passes out on, but he's interrupted by uh Mr. Mr. Puppetson, the the shipment is ready, sir. Something like the, but yeah, I think I think we can fade in on him brooding in his chamber, in his in his personal puppet lair. When he's interrupted with the Mr. Puppetson, the the shipment is ready. Is he at first like, well, why don't you tell Alan? And they're like, sir, he left you in charge or something like that. Like, do we should we give that little bit of context for why they're telling him? Oh yeah, I like that. He's uh, petulant. What a little <laughs> petulant baby. Well, why don't you tell Alan? I, I would need to get into the voice. I need to get into the voice. It's Kermit the Frog, man. I need to get into the voice. You're there right. You go. Well, you why him. don't you tell Alan then? <laughs> I forgot all about what I sound like. I gotta cry a little bit and talk about how he doesn't can't need another shot of puppeteers. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe he he actually has his name on him on like a brand of vodka and he was working on uh shipping some out. But if it's if it's like his personal stock of puppeteer's whiskey, that's funny. His personal stock that's being shipped out? I thought it was the vials of Oh yes, oh. it is the vials. I'm just like if he's working on a personal project. Oh. On company time, and that's and it gets interrupted by these guys. Sir, the shipment's ready, etc. Oh, does, ti- it's time to do a thing. Could we, we could we could I mean we could do a double take if he was distracted and they say the shipment and he turns around excited like my vodka's ready. <laughs> no, sir, the no, serum. Sir. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, he does the uh, the Mister Krabs kind of. Oh. <laughs> There's that shipment for that guy, right? So his his, well. uh, his brief period of elation is immediately kiboshed. I d- I do like the very well. And then I think we can just cut from there to him walking into the the lab. Yeah, with a possibly a comically oversized uh, uh clipboard. Gotta have a clipboard since he's puppet sized and it's he clipboard. is puppet sized. That's fine. It's the size of him. About, yeah, and he's got a he's like so. just kind of looks over the shipment and then checks off a box or something. <laughs> I like the idea of him lugging a clipboard around, he puts it down, oof, <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> he's got little it is, stick if, if puppet arms, yeah. If you're a little puppet and you don't have anybody pulling on your strings to help you lift stuff, it's gotta be heavy. <laughs> oh dear. So he, he, he signs off on it, says it's ready to go, and then that's when somebody comes by and you, you see the last vial get popped oh. into it, and then we take on the vial's perspective. Is Oh, because because he's distracted, because A, because this isn't his shipment, B, because he's petulant about Alan 
um, multiple reasons. He's distracted and doesn't actually care. He's sort of dismissive. He doesn't actually look it over, and that's why it's not properly secured, and that's why... Like maybe a sample. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe like taint. Does, maybe taint isn't directly intervening. They a sample like falls out. We see this sample fall out of the un- unsecured oh, crate, and they pick that up. Falls off the back of the truck, huh? Yeah. This sample and possibly several others. Yeah. Our cup runneth over. Because I mean, definitely they're being tailed. Definitely. That would that would make sense, and yeah, it. Uh, that's how it that's how it always starts. Somebody closer to the top who just doesn't care enough. He sign he signs off on an unsecured load and then it just happens. Checks out. I'm trying to figure out how that exactly would play out. So it gets shaken out of it gets shaken out of the cart on transport like it's in a van. Yeah, something like that. And then the van stops at a place and when the, so the the vial rolls around on the floor of the van and when they open the door, they grab the crate and several of these vials fall to the floor. And one guy's like, should we grab those? And guys like, they pay me $9 an hour or something like that. <laughs> they and don't. Not, $9 an hour is not enough to bend down. And I'm not allowed to have air conditioning. We can make a, a poke at, uh, is it FedEx that doesn't put air conditioning in their vehicles? Or UPS? I can't remember. One of them. I, I One Maybe, of them. There was a controversy last summer because all of their drivers were fainting and complaining that fedex refuses to put ac in states that go up to like 100 degrees (laughs) yeah and no bathroom breaks you gotta pee in a bottle yeah so we can make a reference to that he's like dude where yeah we're not allowed bathroom breaks yeah um there's a bottle full of my electrolytes back there they can have that he tosses it in the bin (laughs) (laughs) that'll make some interesting questions later (laughs) <laughs> it shows up on the news multiple subjects or what would we even call them multiple um when you join a cult what do you call acolytes oh in this case i think they're they're just members of the such and such organization converts several recent converts to the fantasology because it's it's uh it's treated more as an mlm than a cult Right, that's they, yeah, that is true. They they're hiding under the guise of being a legitimate business. Okay, we call them brand ambassadors. Then several brand ambassadors I for. Like that. <laughs> 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 oh, how pitiful! I'm on the street team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the language we use to describe some of this stuff. Georgie was right. Post-traumatic stress should always have been shell-shocked. Yeah, you've been shelled and shocked by the shelling. And you are a shell of yourself, and it's shocking. It's shocking. Okay, so we we, uh, we follow the vial. <laughs> eventually, eventually the perspective have... leaves those guys behind, and now we're just with the vial. I, I have please send tell disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I have please do not send tell disorder. <laughs> right, yeah, I have DN... Yeah, do not disturb disorder. Yeah, I am not tell friendly. Do not. <laughs> I don't play well with others. Don't even try. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Where you just said something that I ignored for that dumb joke. Sorry. What did you say? We uh, we leave Ain't... we leave those guys behind, or rather, they leave us behind, as we are now fixed to the perspective of the discarded vials. 
And so we sit there and silently, oh, should we use this moment to do like, you know, sometimes we can do a, a super fast forward and like a, a dog comes by and fucks another dog. Or, like, I'm not saying <laughs> we do that, but that often is like a super <laughs> in the background. I don't think we would have to wait very long at all. I think Taint would be like almost immediately on the scene. Yeah, that's true. But I think oh, they it would be come. funny. They have to shoo away a dog. Fucking another dog. Yeah, I think it would be funny if something in the background is going in fast forward, even though these guys are moving at normal speed and they're there almost immediately. Like a superhero fight. I don't know. I was about yeah, to like say they, a they, fight, but I don't want to do that. They stop to watch it for a moment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I was going to say it's Francis beating his dead horse, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Whatever, whatever it is, it uh, it's over quickly. They they pick up the the vial, the sample. They've got a they've got a menacingly speak on their radio. Sample acquired. Blah, blah, blah. And then there they go. Um, yeah, we uh, either we stop the vial. Uh, we quickly speed through this this transit and shift away from the perspective of the vial, or we stay on it all the way into the taint lab. Could it and then be, we kind of a reverse where somebody else picks it up. What if they are a special mobile unit that has a scanner on board whatever little ship they're moving around in? Oh, they uh, they have a suspiciously similar van to the Phantasology one. Yeah. With slightly better paid staff, I guess. And that AI thing that we never came up with a name for. That oh, yeah, they, they definitely have their own. Yeah. Yes, okay. Taint, Taint has... High quality artificial intelligence and equipment, so they will oh, scan. We could do that. They could be on their way to the lab as they're scanning it, and then the scan could reveal something that clues them off that they can do a quick, like sharp hairpin turn. Like, okay, on our way to Snipeful Studios. I think I think we want to go to Taint HQ. I think whatever they pick up on their scan gives them some kind of like anomalous reading that they're like we need to, we need to take this to the eggheads. And they will really quickly go to the lab. And in the lab, they'll be like, we we need to find the source for this blood sample immediately. And then we can immediately segue to the curiosity shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then through the curiosity shop, they come bursting through the door. Yeah. Like, do you hear that? Suddenly the sound of a helicopter. So, But, the- but we segue to the curiosity shop and there it'll be benign in there for a moment we get to just see like a, a tucker and todd and, and dad scene for a moment yeah i think i was gonna say dad is doing a, and that's why that's how dad's doing it and that's how i became um trail off was dad doing it yeah that's where it comes from oh that's interesting <laughs> either he picked it up from you, tucker yeah, he, or, or he tucker picked, picked it up, it up from him but it's but it's a dad anecdote and not anything else I I think that would be funny, yeah. And that's how I got my hands on this sweet baby. Ooh, very impressive. It's like a an old shoe, a left shoe, the left shoe that he used or to. Or do or do we? And, and that's how I became world's greatest dad. And it cuts to us literally going because we gave you the mug, and he's like, "I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, it's my favorite mug." Was it world's greatest, world's best possum? I was trying to. And that's how I became <laughs> world's best dad. I was trying to yeah. tie them into each other. Tucker is best possum. Uh, seven years running. Currently undisputed. Nobody else runs for best possum. They don't know how. I have a feeling that Tucker invented the the award. And, <laughs> oh. uh, 
that he just sense, picks too. it up every year. He uh, he holds a little kind of a contest, and nobody else participates. That seems like a very a fairly Calvin thing. Yeah, it's on point. Um. Okay. So yes, we transition to the shop where Tucker Todd and Dad. Is anybody else there? Do we have? Oh, like a customer. Oh, I was gonna say, is Jay up to anything? Have we seen her around for a while? We haven't, in fact. Because, I mean, if we're hanging out with Dad, we don't need her to look after us at present. Oh, that's true. She's oh, probably we check exploring in with her, a hobby. Should we have, like, a phone call where we split screen to her or pop her up in, like, a, oh, a, a talk she's on vacation. Things? Yeah. Yeah, she's FaceTiming us from the Bahamas or something. Oh, is it cut? Is it that's it's cutting to her on a FaceTime and she says, and that's how I something she does that. And that's how I. <laughs> yeah, I like that. She's she's picking up mannerisms from the boys. That's kind of funny. And dad remarks that it's smashing. He's got to <laughs> just he's not only are we still the voice we're corrupted still, by we're capitalism. Price. <laughs> yeah, he's, he says that's smashing. I, I like him as uh, a Nigel Thornberry. That's good. That's good. Um, and then Taint comes smashing through the door. They don't come smashing through the, the, the door. Or, or do they? Are I they over they aggressive or the, is it a gentle think, jingle jingle? I think they, uh, I think we can hear the, like the, the door, the door jingle go off, but turn and there's nobody there. And then when we turn our focus back to where we are, we're surrounded. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Instead of I because I I want to start with the sound of helicopters and, and sirens and stuff that makes it kind of seem like we're about to see one of those SWAT kick in the door, kick in the window, come in through the ceiling scenes. Yeah, where but that, but I, I want to subvert it by having these guys just like they're there now. So we just so hear do, we hear the jingle hear... and there's nobody at the door. But you hear helicopters and like men shouting and tires screeching right up until the jingle. Then it's silent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like you, you, every part of you is starting to feel like we're just gonna see a a, a typical over the top raid where this place gets smashed apart. They we can hear them surrounding the place, and then all of a sudden it's just quiet, and then we hear the jingle, ding, ding, ding. and we all, everybody had their attention. Everybody's attention is taken now by all this noise, so they immediately shift over to watch the door camera focus will shift over there as well nothing nobody's there so it returns back to the three of them and then they're surrounded perfect they've been bamboozled by the taint team yeah mobile mobile taint task force six and i think i think we just kind of hover on that for a beat and then the screen goes black are they like are they at gunpoint or they're just like they are probably at gunpoint I don't know if they have cool ray guns or if they just have gun guns. Oh, does does the uh, exchange at the Taint Lab indicate that they are dangerous? They or are subjects he... of interest. Okay. But they do have to be brought in. Uh, they're not to be damaged. Oh, they require immediate quarantine. Yeah, quarantine for study and all that. But I... um. There is still the kind of option to explore whether <laughs> there's like some kind of a showdown in the shop and whether any of the curiosities get used to delay or inconvenience the guys. But I think if if uh, everybody's surrounded this quickly, the uh, the uh, any opportunity to even try 
will be met with like a, being tased immediately. But did, did you see, at one point say cut to black? Just after like everybody's surrounded for a beat and they just kind of, huh, that would have been they, a cut to black. And then they, we, we, and then from there cut to Tucker and Todd with like they're being, they're, the bags are being taken off their head in an interrogation room. Yeah. And they bring in Pedro Pascal and say, he's going to take you to Wyoming. <laughs> you boys like Mexico. <laughs> but yes, uh, it, it would be kind of funny if there was a brief attempt to do something to stop them by dad only to be tased. This this mortal form can't do anything about it. Oh, does he try to do something supernatural? Yeah, like he's going to he's going to grab one of the curios and try and do something. Ah, OK, OK. He, he let's say he picks up like a voodoo doll or like a a magic wand or yeah or or like a suspiciously ominous looking set of matroska dolls or like an egyptian amulet yeah an ank yeah he but he picks up a doodad and he's like don't worry boys all the zap and <laughs> <laughs> he goes always funny tasing <laughs> yeah uh incredibly dangerous super bad for your heart but good as a joke it's only okay to do when it's not real yeah he can take it his body isn't like frail or anything he can, he's uh still stronger than a, a human but yeah, he is he is down for the count he's a cartoon <laughs> and there's probably um a, a shout of protest from from jay who happens to be watching this whole thing Oh, that's in- oh, that's actually interesting. And that's that an interesting be, factor. That would for be her to when we. Uh, that would be when we cut to black. But yes, that's probably going to cut her holiday short. Yeah. Soon as she leaves. That's an interesting added level. Yeah. So we we uh, cut to black. We fade out on her cry of protest. Stop. You know. And then gone. And now it is time for the for the boys to have their black bags taken off. They're in an interrogation room or are uh, actually I think they're going to be in like a what looks like a hazmat plastic quarantine room, like a field quarantine. And they're going to be interviewed by a guy in a hazmat suit. That makes sense. Yeah, the the boys are <sighs> suspicious. Now, is this going to be what? because what, they are they're suspicious, but they are immune. How what was, what was the order of operations with that? The boys are immune to the serum. Is there a re- Did we say why? <laughs> well, the serum is based on the monkey paw stuff. That means it's outside shenanery. It's based the boys, on the monkey the, paw stuff? Yeah, the monkey paw scrapings go into the serum, and that works to mind control people. Right, okay. And the boys are immune to outside stuff. If anything, they control outside stuff rather than outside stuff controlling them. Okay, I I do have a backtracking question though. Is that we came up with the monkey paw stuff very recently, and the serum has been around for a while? Did we leave the origin of the serum like nebulous and mysterious back then sufficiently that we can just kind of throw in the monkey paw as a reveal, or do we have to go back and kind we of? We absolutely gave no origin for the serum. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. So it will be a, a sort of like a oh my god, it was monkey paws this whole time yeah i'm i'm wondering how we can reveal that somebody is just hanging out over top of a gargantuan vat of serum with an iron file and the monkey paw and just scraping flex off into it 
Well, I think you you had described it as Jordy. Didn't you describe it as Jordy doing it? Yeah, I think there's a, there's room for Jordy to be doing it at one point. Was wasn't? But having described it, I think because you described it on mic, so isn't that already part of last episode or something? It might be. be. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It is because Don got a vision. Yeah. Of the other monkey pops right. and where they were, so yeah. there definitely would have been a peek at Jordy using scrapings from like the pinky finger. <laughs> oh yeah. With like a little Parmesan grater. Yeah. Like either either a cheese grater or like if you want to go real intense, an iron file. Mm-hmm. Something for getting metal shavings. Yeah, that would work too. <laughs> a lathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some kind of some kind of implement that will just take small bits off of it. Absolutely. <laughs> um so Taint has the boys. Is this something that we actually want to jump right to is them being interrogated or did we want to move on to dawn and milo oh yeah well um, we can show them having their their bags taken off and show their predicament they've got like a, a guy in a hazmat suit breathing like darth vader nearby and they can just kind of see what they're surrounded by they're surrounded by probably like armed guys and scientists and it can it can linger on that for a beat and then cut to black. Like the boys, the boys are in a predicament. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Oh, do you want to do that as like a quick bunch of like shaky cam flashes from like their perspective? Of oh, being like I like that. Handled around. Yeah, they're uh, they're dazed. Yeah. So we see a bunch of shaky cam flashes. Yeah, that's as they're cool. as they're like in and out of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got the blinks and the uh, they're they're waking up. They've been dosed with something. Excellent. You're finally awake. <laughs> it's a Skyrim intro. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that. I've seen that in so many things. It's been memed so much. I think it would be it would be a lot of fun to do. There's just like one of one of the brief blinks involves them on a wagon on their way to Helgen, and then they close their eyes again and they wake up in a lab. Well, so if it's going to be actually that involved rather than just a quick cut, then would it almost be more fun to leave it a mystery? They get kidnapped in this, and then the intro of next episode is the oh, whole yeah. like Skyrim intro, waking yeah, up in I a think, lab. I think that would do. Because that would be fun to subvert it. They could be on some sort of like slow uh, tram system within the Fantasology lab, and rather than uh, a cart on a path that's what we're kind of like touring and looking around at oh yeah show up to the lab just just like a, t a tainty version of that yeah yeah on a tram i like that they've got to go from one lab to another do they have instead of like other uh prisoners on the cart do they have other i mean i guess they do they have other like lab uh experiments in their tram with them <laughs> oh yeah they probably do have a couple of other people who've been like captured or are being studied or tested yeah we can we can remake the whole thing and there's there's quite possibly uh just one of the uh lab technicians or somebody just in there with them because why not okay so that's should we make a note of that that's next episode yeah uh, i don't even know where because we it's not written down <laughs> I'll just make a note for it. Okay. 
Oh, good idea. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember what that means. I always say that, and then I don't. I will. It, it takes I will. me an hour or two. Um, okay, so... That's going to be a lot of fun to do. As So they, they get knocked... They get... Should the so you know how in the last I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but there was a thing where the camera was like the camera panned from them over to the Milo device. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking that after the fade to black where Tucker and Todd disappear, I think even like there's a beat after uh, Jay's voice fades out. I think her voice can fade back in because we can go back to the curio shop to see that it's a bit of a mess now. Various various things have been knocked over, and one like we'll we'll see Jay is still kind of calling out for whoever might listen. But on the floor in a, in some broken glass is the Milo device, and we can pan into it again. Oh, because what I was gonna say was the camera stay like stays fixed in the room, watches the taint crew carry Tucker and Todd and Dad, I guess maybe out of the room, um, and then pan and then like. Last time it sort of like slowly panned over to Milo and was like and zoomed in on it. This time it like uh, what's the word uh, insistently pans over and and enthuse and uh, insi- in, yeah I think insistently and it, like shakes and as it zooms in at Milo like um this thing it's important. I do I do like that where it's kind of like hello look it, it's almost like a double underline when it's writing this thing. But I uh, I kind of prefer the curio shop in the aftermath rather than watching them take Tucker and Todd away. Okay. The aftermath of would this be the end of this episode that we see this happen? Oh no, because we're because yeah we're we Milo need we need to segue paying. into Milo. But it would be it would be that the entire actual is there any 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 battle or anything we it's it's cut. Is there any possibility that rather than an on Rather than the a dad grabs, rather than an onk or an amulet, that Milo is the device that dad grabs, and, and oh, absolutely, and, and maybe then try to like hold it up and defend himself. He even like uses it properly. He says, "We need your help" or something like that. He doesn't realize that it's actually defunct. He oh, he tries to activate it. Yeah, and yeah, nothing. It uh, it 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 whirs and and beeps and and kind of sparkles, and then nothing happens, and then he gets tased. <laughs> <laughs> dad and so yeah i guess he's holding the phone in one hand and the the milo in the other and then so yeah your your thing where the camera come does the camera come to in the aftermath of them being knocked out yeah it, it like wakes up and 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 comes to rest on jay still calling guys boys what happened what the hell was that what's going on is the milo device still sparking and worrying yeah, because he's, so. he's not in there, is he? He's out in the world somewhere, or is he? I think I think Dad has gone in pursuit. No, he's no, probably... no. I mean, I mean the Milo, the the Milo. Oh, Milo. Yeah, no, Milo is no longer stored in there. Yeah, he's not. Uh, there's no consciousness in this device now. Right. Okay. We get that's something we get to address as soon as we go and pan into him too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does kind of whir and bark and and make noise as if it's trying to activate especially after dad gets tased and it gets some electricity ah that's interesting and so and so do we just do the exact same thing again where it's looking at at the device and then it 
I think last time we dissolved, maybe this time we'll do, since it's sparking, we'll do like a, a, a white flash, and then the white flash will, will transition to the, oh, the broken flashbang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. It's always funny, the flashbang. Yeah, it's uh, sparking, and it's just, yeah, it, it seems to activate and causes a white screen. And suddenly we're looking at, like, somebody's white hanging laundry sheet in this scrap town. So we're in the past. Dawn is a teenager. Yeah, we're back in the scrap town where she just got Milo back from Jackie. And she's now technically I don't remember how much was just like planning ahead. She has befriended Jackie at this point. Is she like a Jackie is a disciple? Right. And yeah, I think she'll be at Jackie's place. Jackie has shelter and uh, Dawn does not. Is Jackie's shelter the shelter that she lives in in our world in the present, but it's just back then in the outside? That is interesting, but I don't I don't think she's a witch doctor yet. OK, that I, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I guess it would be more fun to do like a, for her to be in something separate and then at some point show the origin story of that um, domicile. Yeah, she's sort of um, I think we're yeah, we're leaning into the the sort of fallout junker survivor type lady right now right but she probably has an idea how to fix milo she's strider she hasn't full aragorned yet yeah exactly she's she's living on the on the road and not exactly uh, she's not a a fancy witch yet but is is it is it one of the things that those things where she's like quite resourceful she is living in some sort of because we have oh yeah had for sure. so far she's got like a her own like greenhouse built inside a old uh, arcade machine or something like that <laughs> definitely she is she is definitely i don't know if i want to say thriving but she's doing pretty well as a as a thrifty survivor she's got some sort of oasis set up for herself yeah she is doing swell Okay, and and it's quite inspiring to Dawn, but she's Dawn is more inspiring to her than the other way around. Yeah, Jackie is Dawn's first disciple for sure. How did we do it? How was did she use her powers in some way that revealed? How do we do that? I don't remember anymore. Dawn did indeed use her powers to stop Jackie. She created a uh, a sort of a a fake street that was painted on a wall. <laughs> Jackie was running down a real street and Don managed to warp reality sufficiently to create a painted on street on a wall that Jackie then proceeded to run into. For that, we can just do like a quick and easy and, perspective and, trick. And that summoned her faith. <laughs> yeah. She's never seen anybody who could do that shit before. That's unreal to her. So basically Don is whatever the chosen one or something. Oh, by coming to um, Jackie's little like hidden paradise thing, does the sort of like fantasy world uh, sci-fi dystopia beauty of it sort of start making some of her powers tingle in some way? Does she start like making some of the stuff grow or animals are attracted to her or like something sparks or, or wisps or something? I don't know. I think it will eventually, but not yet. I'm not actually yet. I'm actually thinking that in order to fix Milo will require forcibly awakening Don's powers. Oh. As in Jackie's plan for fixing Milo isn't for Jackie to fix Milo, but to use somebody's reality warping stuff to just make Milo work again. 
That's interesting. But that's going to require applying a bit of pressure. Don't you love Milo? Don't you want Milo to work? It'll be a bit of a, you know, like a, a psychological trick. Oh, one of those, <laughs> one of those tough love gaslighting bullying scenarios. <laughs> yeah, like House does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Don Don only seems to be able to do this stuff in a heightened emotional state right now, so we got to give her one. But that, I think I think Jackie is starting to formulate this plan. Oh, that's really interesting. But they're they're getting to Jackie's place now because they cause quite a scene out there. They're laying low. Oh, because every time so far, it's every time so far, it's been when she's in danger, right? In danger. Or when she's desperate, I guess. Either under attack or like in danger of losing Milo. Yeah. A tremendously heightened emotional state, like real fight or flight stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, could could Jackie teach her to like tap into one thing specifically so it's not always like stressful? (laughs) Step one, see if you can get it to activate at all. Right. But yeah, she's uh, Don will eventually ask, you originally said you could fix Milo. Was that a lie or can you actually fix him? And then that'll be, I've been thinking about that kind of thing. You can do stuff that I can't. And I think you can fix him. How can I fix him, etc.? She starts like guilt tripping her and like, I don't understand why you haven't tried to fix him this whole time. Why are you so why are you going around trying to get other people? To do it? it seems like you're not actually care about him at all. Like that. Yeah. Sort of. yeah, yeah. Like start needling her. Just yeah. poke, 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 elevate the stress, elevate the stress, apply pressure. Definitely bullying, tough love, gaslighting shit. Yeah. Under other circumstances, it would have been quite awful to do. But I, yeah, I think sufficient needling will cause Dawn to start, I don't know, like like arcs of electricity start rippling up Dawn. And that'll be when you start seeing some of the sci-fi fantasy oh, elements of uh, Jackie's play start to like activate. Like and stuff this... that ordinarily needs to be plugged in or attached to a battery will turn on by itself. Plants will start to bloom, that kind of thing. And this will set up a good... Um what's it called like a sensitive emotional pathos precedent for when they end up going their separate ways because jackie will be expressing that it's time for her to like move on that this isn't what she wanted and dawn will sort of be like in denial about it doing that sort of like oh i see what you're doing you're doing your tough love thing right yeah no it's just dawn, a trick. this time yeah i see this is a trick yeah yeah, the, I know your moves. Yeah, I like that. You can't trick me. I'm the trickster god. <laughs> yeah, the, it's really the tables have turned. That mean? Oh, yeah, because that means a lot of the sort of canny ways of doing things. Dawn has picked up from Jackie. Yeah. Teaching people by gaslighting them. <laughs> yeah. Playful bullying in order to get certain outcomes. Yeah, that's where that comes from. Just as me personally, I'm on the fence of whether that's a good thing or not. <laughs> for for actual people in reality, I don't know. But I support I, it. I think it, it worked for me. <laughs> I think that it is complicated and that different people have different educational requirements. Mm-hmm. Some people need to be poked and prodded a little bit more than others. But there is a, there is a limit to how much is 
like you want the bare minimum necessary yeah and to never cross over that threshold and there there's a, a, complicated I think, uh, was a good word for it yeah it's complicated i will i don't want to call the what you need after that to be aftercare because that's a sex thing yeah. <laughs> but they need aftercare after they've been needled well it's also a tattoo thing they call that aftercare and that's also being needled i think that yeah fair <laughs> i think that should just be called care yeah how about yeah let's everybody let's just care yeah <laughs> so yeah uh Jackie successfully pokes and prods at Dawn until Dawn starts stress hyperventilating and, and sparking and arcing with electricity and stuff. Oh, man, does she get to she's like, that's probably why your dad got rid of you, too. Oh, like God, all the way brutal. to that point. Do, have they spoken about that? Does oh. Jackie know about that? No, I, mean, I guess they really Jackie, did. Jackie mean, knows that this is a this is like a teenage girl with no family. That's that's why your family left. Mm, that's why you're all on your own. Yeah. Yeah, that that's why you're all on your own. I bet you push everyone away, and that's when Dawn shoves her, and magic happens. She, uh, Dawn, Jackie's gonna have to manage to direct Dawn's attention to Milo, mm-hmm. because otherwise that. Uh, Whatever is charging up right now is going to hit somebody else, which would be bad. We want it to be directed at Milo. So well, if, I think if I Jackie, think if Jackie is holding Milo, could that yeah, not that's, serve as a that's conduit? What I, that's what I'm thinking is that Jackie has managed to get her hands on Milo again. Yeah. Dawn is going to like charge up like a lightning bolt or something and shoot it directly at Jackie. And Jackie's going to shield herself with Milo. Oh, it could be she she could be holding Milo and then like literally like as she's poking and prodding and, and jabbing, jeering as she's jabbing at Dawn, she's like she is holding Milo and hold, like sh- point holding it in her face, like uh, gesturing it at her going like 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 I, I bet you don't even care about this thing. I bet that's why nobody is a thing. Oh, and man. then and then Dawn reaches out and screams, give him to me. Give him back. And as she grabs him, that's she's all magic charged. Oh, yeah. I think I think we'll go even a little bit further. She reaches out for Milo and pulls him out of the device. Oh, that's cool. She tries to grab the device, but she pulls him out of it. That's yeah. Give him back. And she's just all charged up and she actually pulls the intelligence right out. And he just like manifests physically. He now has a body. I, don't, I know, I, and I immediately envision him as Paul Bettany, but he's not. <laughs> I mean, I think that was a natural <laughs> thought, because Paul Bettany is just our AI man who becomes a person. Yeah. Dang, I guess they that literally is already a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about uh, that. That's the vision. <laughs> vision, yeah. He but Milo's not going to be all right an alien. No, uh, he's actually going to just be a, a guy. Whatever, whatever just got done was sufficient to give him a real body. He didn't have to be put inside of a shell. It just manifested all by itself. That's she's got that kind of juice. Now, how does that play in the room? How does everybody respond to that? Are they terrified that there is now a guy there? Well, everybody kind of stares in, in shock. As m- nobody more so than Don herself. I think it'll have to be Milo who breaks the silence as he does. Ten thousand years will give you quite the kink in the neck. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Like, um I guess I will have to like look at the genie 
because he's he's probably he puts on the whole you, you'll never have a friend like me scene now itty bitty live in space how long has milo been deactivated it probably has only been a few months i think maybe a year yeah so it's not like he wouldn't recognize Don. She hasn't grown up. But he I think he will break the silence. He'll dust himself off and be like, "Well, that was a that was an event." Oh, has he been conscious this whole time or was it like a coma? I think it was like a coma cuz he's been fully out of power. He was he was in a low power state for a while and then he was just out of juice. He's your phone at 0%. Oh, so is he literally Oh, maybe so he's just fully asleep. He's on the floor oh. sleeping, and they have to wake him up. Oh, he's just a, a body right now. He's asleep. Yeah, he's, on, like he's on standby. <laughs> so, okay, everybody is silent. It'll be the Snidelings who break the silence. Mm. Now that was some <laughs> Oh, I, for, I forgot it was there. They're, they're faulty and funky. I forgot that they're yeah, in there. Yeah, they, they are there. And yeah, there'll be a beat, and then one of them will have to say something. Now that was some straight up David Copperfield shit. <laughs> what is this Prince Charming nonsense? <laughs> so yeah, one one of them says something and, and it'll just there'll be a beat and Donald shriek Milo. And I think that might wake him up. Oh, does she recognize him? Oh, yeah. He like he's had a holographic display. Of oh, it's just that guy. I didn't even yeah. think of that. OK, yeah, she is just kind of physically created his holographic display as a body so i guess it's tough luck for him if he didn't quite like how he was <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny he is just cliffy yeah he's got i mean i'm thinking that he would be a lot like milo milo he's got like noodly arms he's clearly a scholar a lot like milo milo which one is from that? A, from atlantis the oh, oh 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 yes yes yeah, you're right milo was yeah. initially based that he was based on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, noodly scholar guy. Like, yeah, okay. Obvious him. Yeah, I f totally forgot <laughs> the entire. It's okay. Concept. We've we've <laughs> departed enough from that that it's he's now becoming kind of a a really distinct thing on his own. So yeah, he is. Yeah, he's yeah, he's over. on the he's on the floor. He calls. We need to him. wake him up. Don, of course, will go Milo. You know, in in shock and disbelief. Uh, even. Even Jackie, who technically this is all according to her plan, is totally shocked because, I mean, she thought the thing would just kind of turn on. She had no idea she'd pull a guy out of it. That's new. That was unexpected. Oh, does uh, she runs to a side and starts shaking his shoulders and nothing happens. And so Jackie says, here, I'll show you how to do it. And she does the knuckles on the sternum thing. Interesting. That's I how guess, I guess he's doing. <laughs> I guess Jackie does kind of need a, a thing to do to kind of constructively she, help now that she's kind of been a bully this last little bit. Yeah. As I was going to say, she, she was trying to, I was going to say, does she, is she standing back in shock? Is this the uh, result she expected that a whole guy would come out of it? Definitely not. This is definitely, she thought that thing would just kind of turn on and like make the windows sound. Or is she that kind of person where she's like, Whoa, that is so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the response that follows almost immediately after the shock. Yeah, that was fucking trippy. She will be impressed by whatever this is. And then does she turn like kind of like sly? Like, so is this your boyfriend? No, I, I think I think that'll wait till after he's actually awake. 
I think Jackie's smart enough not to try and do that while uh, Milo might still be a corpse. <laughs> oh, could that be your thing? So is he alive? That's her prompt. Is he alive? Only one way to find out. And then Jackie does her thing. What is Jackie's thing? I thought she was going to do the knuckles on the sternum. She's oh, got to oh, revive okay, him. Okay. Yeah. She does something. Now, Maybe she has smelling salt or something. Whatever it is, she 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 successfully revives Milo and ingratiates herself to Dawn again after all that needling. Um, I'm thinking, how does so so does so how where do we go with Milo? What are we doing with him? He's awake. Yeah, because of course he doesn't stay with Dawn forever. I have a feeling that Dawn will eventually either grow to a point where. Milo is convinced she doesn't need him or now that Milo has his own body, he's got more of his own will and he doesn't want to be her, her servant. He just wants to go be himself. Well, that's interesting. Maybe the so does he start finding like books and documents in the outside that are like kind of unlike anything he's ever seen, like things that he's always wanted to know about, but contain information that he wasn't programmed with. And so he Very starts possibly. he starts getting obsessed with the data and that kind of breadcrumbs him to more or some like what's like I, I'm very uh, compelled by the idea of the he starts to grow the Citadel in Game of Thrones, the whole the concept of like one place where like the whole population of people is dedicated to information. Oh, Milo starts the alphanumeric order. Oh, he founds it. That? He start he starts finding lots of knowledge and stuff, and he's the one who starts to compile it. Well, because... He's, he's going to create the Citadel. So he starts... Because he was originally conceived as a staff member of the Chronological Order? Yes. Or the Alphabet? Yeah? Yeah, he was originally a scholar and archivist for the Chronological Order. He was a lore keeper. Are we saying now, now saying that that's something that he becomes the lore keeper of the for chronological the, for the, order? For the alphanumeric order, the chronological order no longer exists. Right. Oh, right. It's just reset is reset. Yeah, We're it's in been a erased new from history. Okay. And this so is this... this is a point in the past before any of those things come to be. So he can definitely have a hand in their original creation. You're, you're right. We are way, way back in time. Yeah, human civilization hasn't picked up again yet they're still uh, making cave paintings okay 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 i like that i okay i'm i'm liking that now there will be like bits of lore and books and tech left over from the pre-reset state because everything in the outside is safe yeah the people, the people didn't manage to make it but the stuff is okay and so he knows that he is from a time before all that stuff, but be, he starts finding information from the future and the past, etc. And so he's like, well, I got to start tracking yeah, some, all this. Somebody's got to put this all together. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And so now that he has like his own body, his own will, he's a full on person now that will become his great work. And so and, a few and years, that'll, that'll be, that'll be the reason why he, uh, drifts from dawn is because he's got a, a bigger focus now she's in a, she's a young woman she doesn't need him as much yeah and now he's 
Does she? Yeah, I guess. It w- does he establish the citadel there as a sort of thing, and then she's the one that drifts from him? She's like, I have things to do, and he's like, I well, I'm, I have this to do. Right there in that scrap town, I wonder. Yeah, why it, not? It is, a, it is a citadel in the outside, right? Uh, the alphanumeric order citadel. Eventually, yeah, for sure. They're uh, they're they've got a a floating city thing eventually yeah. that includes their timeline chamber, but that's that's in the future of the outside which is a difficult thing to think about yeah (laughs) the outside has its own timeline that's uh in in independent from all other timelines and all other timelines can interact with whatever with the there's only one point in time in the outside it's convoluted but it makes sense (laughs) yeah there's only one point in time in the outside it's it's linear it's progression but all points in history and dimension in space-time everywhere else intersect with that one point so stuff from the past and the future from other dimensions can go there yeah but the alphanumeric order does not yet exist in the outside at this point in time but it will it's common Whew. so so yes uh what milo does in the immediate aftermath of his revival is probably just catch up with dawn and of course meet all of her new friends he probably does not approve of the snidelings like just yeah just like a wholesome around the around the like at the breakfast nook table sort of yeah over the your your choice of companions grows ever more inexplicable <laughs> like there's probably a little bit of friction there but they're my friends they saved me and then acceptance grud- begrudging acceptance yeah, because he's My, Milo he's has endless, to learn how to be a person now. He's endlessly benevolent, though, where he's like, well, fine, I don't approve. But yeah, he's you he's, are your own person. Yeah. And it also it saved her. And that that was that's his overriding mandate at that point. That's right. He, does, anyone, he hasn't yet started his great work. Anyone that has saved you. Um, yeah. Well, if they're your friends and they helped you, then I accept them kind of thing. And Faulty and Funky are like, he accepts us as they elbow each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eyes rolling. Oh, great. So good to be accepted. Yeah, they don't care, but he's he is benign and benevolent. So he's he's unbothered by their their quips and their sarcasm. Now, he has a body. Does he uh, is he going to experience having to eat for the first time? Like, I'm hungry. Maybe he doesn't understand what hunger is. So we get to have a little bit of a. Uh, realizing what it means to have a body and and be a a person kind of thing he now has needs that he didn't before oh that's kind of funny is if his his stomach just grumbles and he like cries out like is what is happening yeah like what is happening (laughs) and they're like no you need food (laughs) food ah sustenance (laughs) (laughs) yeah processing ah i see yeah, he's still he's still got like a computational mind, but now he's got meat too. So he he's got he can process. That's stuff. kind of funny. Is he is his is so is he not coordinated then? His body has always been computations and holographic imagery. Yeah, now he, he probably actually has doesn't to know how to. He probably doesn't know how to walk. <laughs> he can sit up. I'll bet you his head lolls to the side for a little bit because he's like a baby, got no neck oh. strength. So do we like exaggerate for for a while? He's extremely uncoordinated. And then somebody's like, this is irritating. Can you download a program on how to do this better? Download oh, from I what? guess he is just he is just a man now. He has n- none of that capability. 
we i yeah i i don't know if we know what his capability is hmm because i guess he is a little magic in order to have been magic out of a machine yeah and he's he's sort of like a a technology person hybrid because his mind is still computational he's complicated oh is he a forefather of craig i think he is what plato always wanted was the the marriage of compute like, flesh like a uh, perfect machine person as a being of flesh yeah hmm but i uh planet currently exists yeah so the machine people there already exist but milo oh, right, right, right. Okay. milo is a representation of what plato always actually aspired to he is he is like a perfect down to the molecules fusion of artificial and I guess synthetic and organic. He's got oh. the mind of a machine and the body of a person. Does it, so does does Plato meet Milo and that's what inspires the whole war in heaven? Is Milo part of the inf, like the inspiration for Plato's mania? Interesting. Did we ever discuss that where the idea came from? We did not. But we we uh we did introduce Plato. Plato was there to commiserate with Basil Bob at the uh, the end of the first attempt at human civilization. Yeah. And it is possible that he hasn't quite gone rogue yet. He's still helping with designing angels and stuff. And he's definitely fascinated with flesh. I'm sure he had a hand in designing humans. Right. But I guess his ultimate objective of changing himself hasn't manifested yet and maybe that could be a milo thing he'd see milo and realize that he's a he machine person but he is flesh fascinated envious wild what is this thing awesome and milo refuses maybe at certain points he tries to uh get milo to join forces with him sort of thing but milo is like no i am purely interested in the gathering of knowledge and information and you would just want to wield power. Yep. That seems like a, an important sticking point and division between them. And that's when he starts going insane. He's like, if I can't have you with me, then I will turn myself into you. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you. I'll make <laughs> I, my own. I will be you. I will find it. And that that'll be, that'll be the start of the decline and the descent into madness. And that'll be when he starts plumbing the depths of the outside, and that'll be how he finds the the cancer, the the super flesh, right? That eventually eats him. But yes, I I think I think that's a good idea. Milo is probably the catalyst for his wild plan to start to modify himself. His obsession. Yeah. Before that, he's just happy to design stuff. So yeah, he no longer join. Milo no longer joins numeric order he creates the alphanumeric order i think i think his studies and uh compiling knowledge will be how they get started yeah seems like oh, that right and you said works. we might want to check in with present dawn okay maybe that's what we have time for now so yeah is that the last idea. thing we see there a little wholesome chat around the the, the, the table as everybody's catching up and befriending and, and uh, yeah and, used and to each other We've got like an uplifting, wholesome moment where Milo's hungry for the first time ever. And he's just like, fascinating. <laughs> you know, he, he is amazed at himself. He's like a, like a child first getting interested in something 
that they they're going to like for the rest of their life. And being as that's a pleasant memory, do we want to then just transition to Dawn, like kind of like looking in the back rearview mirror on her drive? She was having a nice little recollection of that nice moment. Ah, she was doing a, she was having a member berry. Yeah. A remember, maybe she sees something that reminds her of Milo. <sighs> Some kind of billboard or something. What, whatever she sees, it does. She has her, her member. And I was thinking, uh, since we've got a meeting with Jackie slated for a little bit later, I was thinking that this could be an opportunity just as we literally just showed Milo having to reconcile with his own body. Mm-hmm. I think we should have Dawn reconcile with the modern world that she has no experience with. She doesn't know how to drive either. She's got somebody else driving her. But oh, I, I was right. thinking like, what happens when a God who has been asleep for, or hasn't been in this world for like thousands of years, what happens when they walk into a Seven Eleven? Have you ever seen that movie queen of the damned with Aaliyah? Yeah, when she's like suddenly alive again and walks into a modern bar and like, well, this is a cool place. And anyway, she burns it down, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it just that um, that whole juxtaposition of like this, this ancient being but butts up against modern sensibilities that make no sense to her. And that's interesting. And then so would a would a sour interaction with some like roadside um like i'm now imagining your a and w or whatever they stop at a truck stop <laughs> yeah i don't uh, even they, where, where where are they heading they're heading they to are heading jackie. to jackie's place but i think they have you know it's an opportunity to stop and ha- see how don interacts with the world do they have to like now pick has up some power do we do the thing where she has to pick up modern clothes maybe is that the first stop or if they dressed her in something uh, sisterhood, they had some. Oh, she's stuff she just in. like she just like magicked herself her own clothes, and she's gonna she's gonna wear whatever she wants. Okay, okay. Uh, once she crossed the threshold towards the monkey paw, she magicked herself a new dress. She was in like junker clothes before that. I'm just I'm just trying to because th- this is a fair like this is a fairly common trope of the, like even like that's the whole Encino Man plot is. Here he's a man out of time, the man out of time thing. Yeah, and and, and this is this is this is beyond being just out of time though, because she's also like a higher life form. Right. So these are just like little people. I'm just trying to think of what because it's always like it's always like a Starbucks. Yeah, and she's got and always. She's got a couple of minions with her, and they are just mere mortal humans. They need to stop. I don't think she needs to stop for anything, but they need to stop. And I think she's just going to curiously observe and enter. And I think it's going to result in magic. Oh, she's with mortals. Do they need to go to the bathroom? But she doesn't need to use the bathroom. So she just hangs out. She loiters in the bathroom while they're in the stalls and she's conversing with them. And then normal people come into the bathroom and do like touching up their makeup or lipstick or whatever. And she's confused by what they're getting up to. What kind of witchcraft is this? Everything anybody does is probably weird to her. Yeah. And what is her uh, demeanor when she's when things are unfamiliar to her? Is she is it like wonder, like disgust? Uh, what is probably, her personality? Probably here? intense curiosity. She is a mischief god, after all. So as a, as a goddess of mischief, mischief, she's curious and looking for opportunities to you know cause chaos. Mm-hmm. That'll be what she's after. They go to a Denny's. Some place, yeah. They. Uh, Let's say they've been driving for a few hours and they want to 
get out, stop, have something to eat. Something to eat, just like Milo. She She's aware that people need to eat. Mm-hmm. But she's not aware of diners and pancakes. Or sugar and coffee, which yeah. is a, which is rife for pranking. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Somebody's going to wind up with salt in their coffee, man. Or do, somebody tries to prank her thinking that's her thing, and they miscalculated. I thought somebody, she would like Oh, that. she seems like an ignorant out-of-towner. Somebody tries to take advantage of her. <laughs> yeah, and it goes exactly how you expect. They get punished. Yeah, oh, that's a funny trick. How do you like this one? Boop, and that, now that guy is a potted plant. I don't know why I keep coming back to that one, but it seems like such a funny thing to turn somebody into. Something that still has feelings but can't do anything about it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think a, a diner is a good choice. They wind up in a diner. That way, the uh, roadside diner sort of out of the way. Oh, the kind of that... place where you see uh, stereotypical grifters show up. Is it too much of a repeat to go from because I said we transitioned from sh- the the table around the table scene to a member berry in the car. Have we done too many transitions from a around the table scene in the past to they're now in the diner talking about like they've they're they're in the diner taking the break from the road? I don't think we've done I, any. Why do I keep? Why do I keep? Why do I? Well, we haven't done any around the table transitions, but we've done in this episode already like two or three focus on the object transition to the object like we've been doing that a lot um i was also about to say a thing see any problem with having tons of cool transitions i think i think yeah uh this is room for a member berry somebody is somebody um she's remembering it while at the table somebody else at the table with her has to kind of snap her out of it i keep thinking of it as like a road trip thing but they are they are just in town right I think they were well out of town. Were they? Well, they've been driving for long enough that they need a rest stop. Well, but I, so because so where did she where was what city is Apothecary in? Is it in hometown or somewhere else? Like, where did she end up? She ended up in the middle of nowhere and was found by witches from the coven sent to get her. And then they took her to the Apothecary, which is where? They took I don't know if they necessarily took her to Apothecary HQ, but they took her to a hideout. Right. Which, for the sake of convenience, could be out in the middle of nowhere, like uh, like the proper stereotypical witch shack hidden out deep in the woods. What? So wait, but what is a what is Apothecary HQ? It's probably in hometown. But no, I mean, what is that? Isn't Apothecary just that one specific branch of the coven? It was just that one specific that 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 successful branch of the coven uses a shop as their front for their little. Yeah, it's an it's a cosmetic and and stuff MLM. So you're saying she was so that is the place that she was brought to. I don't is there there isn't another I, thing is there? I do not know if she was brought to their actual business HQ, which does not have to be the same location as one of their hideouts. They can have two places. But 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 you're saying that it is large. So the the collection of the the sisters that she was surrounded by in that shop. There's more connected to that place. There's a bigger, larger thing that it's connected to. Not really. Then what it is the HQ? The HQ is the business headquarters. Apothecary is a business. Oh, well, I'm confused. So let's just move on to something they, else. They have a corporate headquarters, but they can have safe houses and hideouts. And I don't know. I'm not. I don't think that Dawn materialized in hometown. I think she materialized well out of town. 
So it's in some other city. So the Carrie that Apothecary is named after, if she, so she's the head she... sister in this particular witch coven. Okay. She was, uh, we had discussed that Carrie was actually the second sister ever. Right. And hence a rivalry with Jackie. Jackie so she... lives on the outskirts of hometown. I think that Dawn would have arrived somewhere in the wilderness between city locations. Okay, rather but than the, point, the point now is that she has been transferred from apothecary in one town to Jackie's place in another town. So they are taking yes. an actual road trip. Yes. Okay. So they needed a, a, a roadside rural truck stop diner. Yeah. A fairly isolated place, the kind of place that would have drifters and grifters come by. So if people at another table can overhear Dawn and her, her minions talking and decide that Dawn sounds like a dumb out-of-towner easily taken advantage of. Do they telegraph that in the way that they speak? How, how do we know that they think that she can be taken advantage of? She's. They probably speak about things like money, and she uh, professes to have no understanding of what that is. Hmm. She probably has a lot of questions. She's like, what's that? What's that? Why does that thing do that? Some guy pulls out his cell phone. What is that? Is that Milo? Do you have a Milo? Uh, that's compelling. Yeah, ha handheld devices aren't new to her, but I mean, why is it shaped like a brick? Is that a Milo? That can't. It looks like a downgrade from mine. But she she uh, probably sounds weird and quite possibly a bit crazy to these to anybody else in the diner who happens to be listening. Everybody knows grifters are predators. Somebody might try and take advantage of her when her minions excuse themselves to the bathroom and she's now sitting there by herself. Okay, how does that play out? Would I don't they, I don't I don't I don't like the idea of okay, so these guys have decided that she is not she does not have the capacity to turn down that she's mentally retarded and so these leering creepy guys are going to come and hey there, darling, can we talk you into giving us your money? Um and I don't I I feel like I would rather she just unprovoked starts um causing chaos in the diner rather than being like creepily all right um, all right all right assaulted i, I didn't want to go that far but that, that's that basically was, what we were doing though i was not going to go that far but left to her own devices is when she starts paying attention to everybody else around her and that's when she decides to get pranky i think i think she'll She'll promise to behave herself while the guys are in the bathroom and she's sitting there twiddling her thumbs, instantly bored. Because that strikes me as something a, a, a god would get is just like incredibly bored really fast. Yeah, and then she just makes everybody start pouring their own sugar into their coffee, dumping ketchup all over their burgers. Like she just causes uh, PG chaos. Yeah, I think uh, she's uh, the I dream of Jeannie Nosewiggle. Yeah, she looks at somebody and does that, and then it causes the the sugar container to fill with salt, and the salt container to fill with sugar. Yeah, and she just turns it into a big food fight, and 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 nobody knows that it's her. Ah, other people start blaming each other. Yeah, for the accidents occurring to them, so they start getting, and then she's everybody comes back from the bathroom, and she's sitting there giggling. What did you do? I didn't do anything. That guy threw uh, his. <laughs> Pie 
Oh, yeah, that's definitely in there. Somebody's got a pie. They do a pie face. Yeah, got to do a pie. Uh, a slipping, a slipping, a slip, uh, what's it called? Pratt fall. Oh, yeah. Uh, who put this banana peel here? <laughs> Never go wrong with the banana peel. There goes the banana. Looks like it's time to split. Ha uh-huh. ha. Cute. But, I mean, do is it sort of a, we got to get out of here. Let's yeah, get out of here. Yeah, that's, that's, uh. They throw down a, a bit of cash and they rush out of there before somebody calls the police and this entire operation gets screwed over. And Don's just shrugging. She's like, whatever. Oh, maybe we even hear like a manager on a phone like, I need the police. Something crazy's going on. Somebody does that. Like, That's our sign to leave. Yeah, we got to go. Come on, your majesty. I tail it out of here, your majesty. Princess, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) These are low-level minions who do not know the proper means of address of a god. They've never met one before. I kind of like that, that every single time they address her, it's some different, like, highfalutin address. Come on, your highness, we gotta go. Yeah. Mm. They make the Scooby-Doo skedaddle sound. Oh, yeah, the... I can't even... I can't even... And see, that was the Batman thing. Yeah, I can't. Even, I can't even pretend to do it, but it's just a whole bunch of bonks and boinks and, and <laughs> taps, and I know what you're getting at. And then they bust ass out of there, and then they'll be back on the road. Do we? Do we have a, a conversation about what just happened back there? Yeah. Do they? Do they? Do they dare to lecture a god or something? Well, that's why I'm uh, kind of sort of tossed on or tossed torn on is uh, the idea that they come out and they're like, what's going on? But at the same time, this is, would they be delighted by their like so-called leader these guys, These guys are not zealous religious followers of her. They are hired muscle. Okay. So they're, they're enforcers. They're disposable minions. They don't really, some of them are probably pretty zealous. I think these guys are the nine to five punch clock villains. Okay. Are you trying to make it difficult for us? Yeah. In fact, these guys don't, these guys are lucky. They get bathroom breaks. They're, they're almost as dismissive as the vile droppers from the beginning. Probably. Are they more, is it more like if it's going to be like that every time we're not making any more stops. Yeah. And she's just delighted that they're pissed off. Oh, probably she, she's, uh, she's just sitting there in a cloud of smug. <laughs> she's probably going to prank them too, like specifically before they get anywhere they're going. Oh, definitely. She's like, what's that over there? And then suddenly the airbag goes off and they both get hit in the face. Cause I think she's in the back and it's two guys up front. You ever, you ever been hit in the face with an airbag? An airbag? No, I have. It yeah. is a, it is a lot of force. It's intense. Yeah. Oh, we're, sorry. Were you, were you saying she makes the airbags blow? I yeah, I think if they're if they continue lecturing her past the point that she finds it amusing, she will prank them. I do like that. They're like halfway in the middle of their words. They both airways just blow Boom, right in the face. And of course, since she's a god, the car doesn't crash. No, it just keeps rolling. Yeah, like it. The the guy takes his he loses his hold on the steering wheel and the car, the the steering wheel probably turns far to one side, but she just wags a finger at it and it straightens out that's all it takes and then makes the does she leave the airbags in place to keep them muffled or does she retract them and give the and there they give sort of like a um okay we'll talk about this later then yeah i think i think that's the the best thing she's she's got this sort of 
excuse me, who's queen attitude? Yeah. She's, she's been indulgent with them so far, but she's, that's not going to last. So yeah, she, uh, she does her nose wiggle and those airbags just suck themselves right back in. And, uh, they're now ready to deploy again. Both of these, both of these, uh, hired guys have bloody noses now (laughs) because those things hit you in the face, like a sack of potatoes. It's better than breaking your neck, but an unkind. No, <laughs> there's nothing gentle about the process. But they're they're now humbled because this is a little bit more of a slap in the face and like food fight and pies and yeah. They're not believers, but they're gonna they're gonna clue in real fast that they're dealing with something well beyond them, and they they're gonna give up lecturing her. That's interesting too. Yeah, that was that was their first lesson, and actually, I'll bet you. Instead of just carefully directing the uh, the wheels of the car, she probably lifts it right off the ground. But either way, it rolls on still, in safety. Yeah, she still doesn't know how to drive, so she lifts it up. That's easier, and it carries on into the horizon. It carries on. It carries on for a little while. Actually, it probably hovers in place. She probably stops it completely. Okay, that's, but how do that's we get out of it? Slightly more impressive. She, well, uh, when she withdraws the airbag, she puts it back down. So they they regain control of the vehicle and they resume their ride. Okay. But now humbled. So she's, you know, left hand turn, Clive. And I think that would be when they uh, we can cut to them pulling into the long gravel driveway that leads to Jackie's witch hut. Oh, are we we're teasing it that much? So that means Jackie is next episode then? Yeah. Okay. Either next or coming after a bottle episode if you like do we need well now that we're, do we need to do that bottle episode now that like we we touched the three things that we wanted to in this one what would we need to do in a bottle episode we don't have to do anything except have fun i don't i guess okay. we we probably don't need one i think we've we've got we've touched everything okay so yeah if we if we drive up the 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 road to um what did you call it? The driveway. Yeah, I think I, Jackie strikes me as a type who has a long gravel driveway or maybe even just a dirt road. Undeveloped property. It certainly isn't paved. Uh, yeah. And then just finish on them pulling up. The, so the, the camera rests on an exterior shot of like the, the van pulling in up to her house. Yeah. And we don't necessarily have to do her next episode, but we should involve yeah actually no we should get that out of the way i want that out of the way and then we want to send Don to hell okay because we're we're nearing the halfway point don has to meet up with basil bub yeah that'll be a good time to do it then yeah and the the bit with jackie probably won't be very long because jackie just tells don to get the hell out of there yeah i guess so and and don we've we've discussed don will be like aha you're just trying to trick me it's some of this tough love again so that can be a bit of a drawn out thing then. So we'll talk about that next time. I would like to wrap this up and um, use the time that I have to prepare for the next conversation that I have to have on the microphone. Right on. Thanks for tuning uh, in. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, this was Snideful. Good night. Good night. Of Like the, the van pulling in up to her house. Yeah. And we don't necessarily have to do her next episode, but we should involve... Yeah, actually, no, we should get that out of the way. I want that out of the way. And then we want to send on to hell. Okay. Because we're we're nearing the halfway point. 
Don has to meet up with Basil Bub. Yeah. That'll be and, a good time to do it then. Yeah, and the the bit with Jackie probably won't be very long because Jackie just tells Don to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I guess so. And and Don we've we've discussed Don will be like, aha, you're just trying to trick me. It's some of this tough love again. So that can be a bit of a drawn out thing then. So we'll talk about that next time. I would like to wrap this up and um, use the time that I have to prepare for the next conversation that I have to have on the microphone. Right on. Thanks for tuning Uh, in. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, This was Snideful. Good night. Good night.